What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Casual Big Ten Podcast. It has been a while. My last football podcast that I dropped was, I think it was December 2nd. It was before the Big Ten Championship game. I'm going to not make any excuses, but I don't know. I guess I am making excuses. I've been busy, haven't really had time to get on the pod, but I do now. And I'm glad I waited this long because there's been a lot of things that have been happening in the Big Ten as far as coaches, as far as some players that are leaving and some players that are staying, and all the things that are happening with the bowl season right around the corner. So I want to give everybody a big update about the bowl season and everything that's happening in the playoffs. A lot, lot to talk about today. Just so much to talk about today. So I'm going to get right into it. But first, before I get started, I'm not going to discuss... Excuse me. I'm not going to discuss the two playoff games. I'm going to wait until the week of, right before um, New Year's Eve, before I talk about the two big playoff games. But I will talk about the playoffs for just a moment. Michigan obviously won the Big Ten Championship. We'll discuss that more in just a second. They're going to be playing TCU. Michigan's the two seed. Uh, TCU is the three seed. Um, that game will be taking place first on New Year's Eve. And then the second game... We talked about on the last episode that either USC or TCU had to win. Well, neither one of those things happened. They both lost. TCU stays in the playoffs, even with a loss, because it was a close loss. It was overtime against Kansas State. Great game. That was a really fun game to watch if you guys caught that one. Um, But Ohio State slides in and takes over for USC. They get the four seed. And a really tough matchup against Georgia. Again, I'll talk about those games. I want to do a little bit more research about Georgia and TCU because I don't know a ton about them um, before before I talk about those games more in depth. So I'll do another episode about the playoff uh, games right before those take place. Um, but they both do get in. Before I talk about the Bulls, um, I never did a post-Big Ten championship game um discussion or anything like that so just really quickly obviously at this point everybody knows but Michigan beats Purdue in the Big Ten Championship in Indianapolis Lucas Oil Stadium 43 to 22 this was one of the games one of the very few games it's probably because I spent more time researching this game than any other game this season but pretty much everything that I said on the preview not to pat myself on the back almost everything I said on the preview came true um I said that it was going to be closer than people thought. Michigan did end up covering the 16 and a half. They won by 21, 43 to 22. Um, But everything else that I said pretty much came true. Donovan Edwards from Michigan, he had a big game. He had 185 yards and a touchdown. Charlie Jones, he proved everything that I said to be true. He's the best wide receiver in the Big Ten. Excuse me. Man, I thought I was over this thing. That's another reason why I didn't record. My voice was sounding like doo-doo. Sounding a little bit better now, but I still got a little cough going, I guess. Um, But Chuck Jones, though, Chuck Sizzle, he's that guy, man. Michigan could not guard this band. He had 13 receptions, 162 yards receiving. Didn't score a touchdown, but a huge game for Charlie Jones in the Big Ten Championship. It wasn't enough, though. Michigan's defense gets stops when they needed to. I said that I thought it would be about 40 to 27. I was so close on that prediction. 43 to 22. 
Uh, Michigan back-to-back now, Big Ten champions. Back-to-back really blowout wins in the Big Ten championship, too. I'm really excited that I think it's – is it not next year? I think it'll be the year that USC and UCLA join, which is in two years, right? It's not next year, is it? I should know that. Um, But I think after they join, they're doing away with the divisions, and it'll just be the top two teams in the Big Ten championship going forward, which is going to be better because, honestly, I mean, the Big Ten West hasn't – have they ever won it? They've never won the Big Ten championship. The West is always the weaker side of the division – so it'll be nicer going forward to see, and it might be that we'll see rematches. So like this year, if that was the case where we didn't have divisions, we would have saw Michigan and Ohio State play again. Or in the future, it might be where we see Ohio State and USC have to play twice maybe. I don't know. But the thing the thing is, though, I don't want to see, just because you're, you want a weaker division, I really don't think you deserve to be, like Purdue, I think even Purdue fans would admit, they probably didn't deserve to be on a level of a conference champion this year. And in that respect, I'm glad that Michigan won. They were the better team. They proved it. Um, and they didn't really miss Blake Corum. Donovan Edwards had a big game. McCarthy was pretty good. McCarthy was pretty good. He had three touchdowns. They weren't all impressive touchdowns like they were against Ohio State. They weren't those long, uh, deep passes like he had against, uh, like I said, Ohio State. But uh, he had 161 yards and three touchdowns. I can't remember if he ran one in or not. That game was a long time ago now, it feels like. But uh, Michigan, your Big Ten champions once again. Um, And like I said, they'll be in the playoff with Ohio State, and we'll talk about those games in, what, two weeks? That's another thing. Man, I got to say this. I have to say this. This This is crazy, and it's always been crazy in college football. You play... 12 what how many games do you play you play 12 games right and you're playing for essentially you play 13 games if you play in the big 10 championship but essentially you look like a team like michigan or even ohio state you play for 12 weeks in a row or 13 weeks in a row if you make the conference championship and you have one week off you have one bye week okay so you have one week where you have two weeks off that's it the whole year and then you finish your season and you have to wait four weeks to play your next game? It's ridiculous. I think this is crazy. I think that we should have already... I mean, football should be over mid-December. The fact that we're taking it till January 9th is ridiculous for the national championship. It's crazy. They should have maybe, like the Super Bowl does, a week off, and then you play your playoff game. Maybe if you want to go another week off, and then the... Uh, title game you're still on New Year's Eve for the national championship at that point if you're playing around the 15th for the semifinals and then around the end of the year for the national championship and then it should be over we're dragging this thing into January it's crazy and all these bowl games some of these teams have two three weeks off some of them even more four weeks off some of the Big Ten teams are playing after January 1st and they haven't played since before, like the the last week in November, they got all of December off to prepare for one game. It's it's crazy to me. It's ridiculous. I think that's so stupid um, because so many things happen. There's coaching changes. There's transfer portal, and guys are trying to make decisions, and then fan bases get mad. Whereas if you play the game, like right after this conference championships are over, start the bowl games like the next week or maybe two weeks later, maybe. 
And then some of these bowl games don't even matter. So it's just like, get it over with. I mean, we're waiting till January 5th to play the Rose Bowl or whatever it is. I don't know, man. It's just, it just rubs me the wrong way. I just don't like it. It's crazy to me. So, like, let's see. The Rose Bowl will be on January, what is that, 3rd or 4th? It doesn't have the date on here. It's Monday after after New Year's. So that'll be the 3rd. I mean, your Penn State hasn't played since the end of November. So I don't get it. I, I don't know. That's my... That's my rant for today. I think it's crazy that teams have a month off. It's ridiculous. I think that's so stupid. Let's get this thing over. What are they going to do when they go to 12 teams? Are they still going to start the playoffs on New Year's Eve? And then you got to play three games before you get to the national championship? We're going to be in February before you know it. I mean, this could be a year-round thing here in a minute. I don't know. we got to start these games a little bit earlier, especially when we move to 12 teams. I think that's ridiculous. All right, but let's go in order. We're going to talk about the games that the Big Ten is playing in, minus the semifinals. Um, and then we'll do, like I said, for the third time now, a different episode for that. Wisconsin, a lot of stuff going on with Wisconsin. They're playing in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl um, in Phoenix, Arizona, against Oklahoma State. Um, Wisconsin didn't fire Jim Leonard. In fact, I think they wanted I think they wanted him to stay. He's not staying. He's going to stay for the bowl game, and then he's going to look for another option. Um, I think he wants to be a head coach now that he's gotten a taste of that. Um, but Wisconsin hires Luke Fickle, really successful coach. I think this is a great hire for the Big Ten. I think it's great for Wisconsin. I think that if you're a Wisconsin fan, you could not be happier with this hire. I mean, I know you guys love Jim Leonard, Wisconsin fans, but you cannot be upset with this hire. Luke Fickle has been successful everywhere that he's gone. Um, I think this is a great move for them. Um, and I think you'll see a different Wisconsin football team starting next year. Luke Fickle, from the research that I've done, will be on staff in some capacity. I don't think that he's going to technically be the head coach for this bowl game, um, but he'll be on staff in some capacity. Graham Mertz will not be there. He's transferring. He's not going to play in this game. Um, I think that Braylon Allen is going to end up staying at Wisconsin from what I've been reading. Um, so that's huge news. I think Luke Fickle gets a huge, uh, I guess you call it keeper right there, for uh, Braylon Allen to stay. He's one of the best backs of the Big Ten, so hopefully he stays at Wisconsin uh, for Coach Fickle. Um, so I think he's gonna. I hope he plays in this game. Uh, but this is a tough matchup for Wisconsin. I don't know who I like in this game right now. Uh, I guess I'll make a pick at the end of the podcast. But Wisconsin, I don't know anything about Oklahoma State. I don't. A lot of these teams, I don't know much about them. So you're not going to get the heavy-hitting analysis on each of these games. Um, I think that this will be a close game for Wisconsin, though. I know Oklahoma State's pretty good. So uh, expect a close game in this one. It'll be fun to watch. It's a late one, 9-15 in the Central Time Zone. So if you're on the East Coast, your 10-15 start for this late, late game. Um, Wisconsin versus Oklahoma State be fun to watch. Next game, we have Minnesota. They're in the pinstripe, pinstripe Bowl at Yankee Stadium. This is always a fun game. They're playing Syracuse. I'm expecting Syracuse to have more fans there. Obviously, it's closer to home, and Minnesota fans are probably not as excited for this game. If you're a Minnesota fan, the only reason you're going to this game is because you've never been to New York. That's probably why. Otherwise, you're not really caring if you win the pinstripe bowl, I don't think. Uh, Minnesota is doubling down on P.J. Fleck. They just re-signed him for seven years, I believe. I don't remember the exact number. doesn't matter. P.J. Fleck will be there for a long time. They like what he's doing. Kind of a disappointing season for them. I thought that they would have a chance in the West. 
Um, and they kind of did towards the end of the season, depending on how things shook out. Um, but uh, P.J. Fleck is there to stay. They're playing Syracuse. Should be another good game. I like Minnesota, actually, in this game. I don't think Syracuse is as good. I'm not sure who's staying or leaving for Minnesota. So I don't know if there's anyone missing from this game. Um, and then on Friday that week, we have Maryland playing NC State. Maryland had a sneaky good year. This is the Duke's Mayo Bowl. I love this bowl. I love a bowl that involves mayonnaise. Uh, <laughs> so Maryland playing NC State. I think Maryland will win this game, even though NC State is uh, ranked top 25 right now. I, I think Maryland's better than them, and I think that they'll want to win this game a little bit more. That's the big thing in these bowl games is who's going to want it more. And I think that I think Maryland will want this more because a bowl win for them means a lot. I think after the season that they've had, they had some sneaky good wins. They had a decent season. They were stuck in the big. I'll tell you what, I think that Maryland would have won the big 10 West this year. I think they were that good. So we'll see what they do in their bowl game. should be an exciting game against NC state. And then uh, in Nashville, we got the music city bowl. Iowa is going to be playing Kentucky. Will Levis is the Kentucky quarterback. And I only know that because he's going to be a high draft pick. I don't think he's playing in this game. And Iowa made some moves with their coaching staff, too. I just pulled this up. I know that Kurt Ferentz is obviously still there, but he's moving his son to quarterback's coach. And Abdul Hodge is the tight ends coach now. So I don't know. I think they fired. Wasn't Brian Ferentz the one calling the plays? So I think he's not going to be calling plays anymore. And uh, that's what I think. I'm not sure. I'm not a huge Iowa fan, so I'm not sure. Maybe you guys can correct me on that. Um, I think Brian Ferentz was calling the plays, though. So now he's just coaching quarterbacks, and they have a new tight ends coach. But I don't know who's calling. Let's see. Is he? He was the – he. okay, so Brian Ferentz was the offensive coordinator. Should have done a little bit more research before the start. doesn't matter. Iowa's playing Kentucky. Kentucky's a pretty good team. I think that Kentucky will be better defensively than you would expect from a normal Kentucky team. I watched a couple of their games this year. They're stuck in the SEC, so they obviously aren't going to get any better than something like this. A Music City Bowl is pretty good for them. Um, I'd like Iowa kind of in this game, but they're not favored. Are they favored? They are favored. Um, should be a low-scoring one. You guys know how Iowa games go. The over-under is 31.5 in this game. Again, I don't know a ton about Kentucky, but I'm going to just cheer for the Big Ten in this game. I want Iowa to win, obviously. I want all the Big Ten teams to win. Um, so I'll be cheering for Iowa, and we'll see if they can cover. They're actually favored by two and a half. Will Levis has got to not be playing then if they're favored in this game. Um, and then we're going to go down to after the new year, Monday after the New Year's break. Really not a New Year's break if you're watching the Big Ten because you're going to be watching those New Year's Eve games. But uh, we have Illinois in the Reliquest Bowl. That's in Tampa Bay, Florida. And they're playing Mississippi State. Really sad news for Mississippi State. Just broke this morning that their coach, uh, Mike Leach, passed away after having some heart conditions. I was kind of following this on Twitter. This sucks, man. Mike Leach is such a cool dude. They posted, uh, especially on Twitter if you search for it now, there's a bunch of really cool like in-game interviews, halftime interviews, post-game interviews. Mike Leach is just a cool-ass dude, man. And I'm really sad that, uh, you know, obviously – I hate, I hate to, I feel like I've talked about this a lot on the pod this year with people passing away. This is really sad news for their program. Um, I think that Mississippi State's going to win because you got to show out 
when your when your coach I mean he's dead he died so you got to come out and play and win one last one for him I think this year so I don't like Illinois in this spot I know Illinois had a really good season but I think that Mississippi State's going to be playing really inspired football in this game and I think that Mississippi State's going to win this game we'll see what Chase Brown does uh whether he's playing or not I do not know um but we'll see where they go from here um I'm gonna take Mississippi State in that game though you have to I mean, you you got to go win. If you're a Mississippi State player, you got to play the best game of your life in this game. I know it's the Real Quest Bowl. Doesn't matter. Um, I also still think Mississippi State was pretty good. They had some close games in the SEC this year, just from like some highlights that I caught. So I think that they'll win that game. Um, I hate to say it. I'm not cheering. I mean, it's hard to say you're not cheering for Mississippi State. You almost have to be, unless you're an Illinois fan. You want to win that game. But um, it's hard not to cheer for Mississippi State in that game with everything that they're uh, dealing with. Uh, second to last game here, we got Purdue playing LSU. I hate to say it, but this is a tough matchup for Purdue. They're playing in the Citrus Bowl um, in Orlando, Florida. A lot of teams playing in Florida. And uh, Purdue, after after everything I've seen this year with their ups and downs and everything that they've dealt with, and they just fired their coach. They didn't fire. Did they fire him or did he just leave? I don't know. Why did I say that? He left. Jeff Brown was gone. He's going to Cincinnati. And just this morning, literally about an hour ago from this recording, Purdue announced that they are hiring Ryan Walters, who was their defensive coordinator this year, as their head coach. Very, to me, and again, I'm not super dialed in with Purdue stuff, so I, I don't know if this is a surprise to anyone else or not. But to me, I'm going to say this is a miss because after a pretty decent – now, I don't know about Ryan Walters. I'm not talking badly about Ryan Walters. He's probably a great guy, and he's probably going to work his butt off to be a good coach for Purdue. So let me just say that off the, off the get. But if you want to compete in the Big Ten, you got to go out and make a bigger hire than this. I don't know who was available. I don't know who they could have got. I don't even know who they really wanted, to be honest. But if they're going to stay in-house and just hire, I mean, I'm going to say that they're just hiring their defensive coordinator. Is this a long-term move for them? Is Ryan Walters really the guy for you going forward? I'm just surprised that they didn't go. I mean, I'm sure they tried. I'm sure that they tried to go with a national search and get a bigger name, someone that might be able to recruit a little bit better, I don't know. And again, I don't know about Ryan Walters. Maybe he's a top recruiter. I don't know. We'll see what he does. I'm cheering for him. I hope he does great. I don't want it to get twisted that they, to anyone thinks that this is like a bad move for them because I don't know about him. I hope he does great. I'm cheering for him. But I'm just surprised that after getting to a Big Ten championship and their coach goes to Cincinnati, I'm surprised that they didn't go out and make a bigger splash with this hire. So to me, it's a miss. I could be corrected. If you're listening to this and you're a Purdue fan, please tweet at me and tell me that you're completely wrong about this. Tell me I'm completely wrong about this. Um, and tell me that you're excited about Ryan Walters. I haven't even been on Twitter today, and I follow a lot of Purdue people, so I will get a better I – sh I should have probably looked before I did this to see if they're excited about this or not. Um, but I'm assuming that they would have liked to have had a bigger name be hired. He's got a tough job ahead of him in his first game – He'll be playing against LSU, a really good LSU team. 
I don't know who's playing and who's not playing for either one of these teams, Purdue or LSU. All I know is that uh, Purdue is getting 10.5 points. And then the Citrus Bowl, I feel like that usually doesn't happen. I think LSU is better than Purdue. I think that they're going to have a struggle in this game. Um, and I think that LSU is going to win this game, unfortunately for Purdue fans. But here's the thing. Got a new coach now. You're starting over. You can rebuild now and start next year and see if you can make some noise again, maybe get back to that Big Ten championship game. And then lastly, the game that I'm most excited about. I, I saved this for last, mainly because it's the last game, first of all. Um, but also because it's the game I'm most excited about. You have Penn State going out to the Rose Bowl. Freaking great environment. Penn State, like, Penn State screams Rose Bowl. It's like they were born to be in the Rose Bowl. That's like a Rose Bowl team right there. And I'm so glad that they uh, are in the Rose Bowl. And they're playing Utah, who is so exciting to watch. I don't know if you guys have watched Utah play. They have this kid named Cam Rising at quarterback. He is electric. This kid is amazing. I love watching him play. Um, this will be a fantastic, fantastic game visually. This will be a fantastic game because of the different styles of play. Utah is more of a run-and-gun offense going up against a really good – I think Penn State's defense is really good. I love watching Penn State play. So it will be a battle when they have, when Utah has the ball, and then we'll see if Utah can get stops against a pretty good Penn State offense. They're not run and gun. They're more traditional. But um, we'll see if that happens. I hope that Sean Clifford is playing. I haven't heard anything otherwise. I mean, he could be in the transfer portal right now, and I just don't even know it. Um, but this is going to be just a fantastic game to watch. I'll be locked locked into this game. Um, the Rose Bowl is going to be really fun to watch. I can't wait to see this game. I'll be cheering for Penn State, and I hope that they win this game. Um, going back to my picks real quick. In the Big Ten Championship game, I was 1-1. One and one. I picked the over-under, and I picked the line. I thought Penn State would keep it closer, so I was wrong about that. But it did go over 52. I think the total points was 65, right? I think it was something like that. So I was 1-1 one and one in that game. I can't remember my overall record, but I'm going to pick these games real quick. I'm going to say uh, I'm going to take Wisconsin against Oklahoma State. Um, hopefully Luke Fickle has his hands on this game just a little bit. And he starts his career off with a win. I'm going to pick the over-unders, too, in every game. I'll take over 43 in that game. Uh, but I'm getting, let's see, Wisconsin has to win by, they're favored by three. So I'm going to. I'm still going to take Wisconsin, though, minus three, over 43. In the uh, Minnesota-Syracuse game, I'm taking Minnesota. I'm going to bet on both, mostly Big Ten teams. They got to win by eight. I'm going to take the over in this game. It's low in this game. It's only 42, taking the over in that one. Maryland and NC State. I'm going to take Maryland. I'm going with the Big Ten teams, baby. Even though I think NC State's pretty good, I'm going to take Maryland. They only have to win by two. The spread is one and a half. And I'm going to take the under in that game. It's 47. Iowa and Kentucky. I'm going over 31 and a half. You have to take that over. That's so low. Taking Iowa. Going with the Big Ten teams, baby. They got to win by three. They're favored by two and a half. I think Kentucky's pretty good, but um, I'm going with my Big Ten boys, though, in this game. Unfortunately, in the next one, I'm not taking the Big Ten team, though. I'm going to take Mississippi State plus one and a half. I'm going to take the over 46 points in this game. Like I said, I think Mississippi State will be playing inspired football, and I like them in that game. LSU and Purdue. 
Unfortunately, I think LSU is much better than Purdue. I hate to say it. I just hate to say it, especially after the way Purdue lost in the Big Ten championship game. I think LSU will cover the 10.5 points, and I think that this game will go under 58.5. And then the last game is the Rose Bowl. This is going to be crazy, but I'm going to take the over 52 in this game. I think there'll be a ton of points in this game. Utah can score a ton. Penn State can score a ton. They can score a ton. And uh, I'll take Penn State in this game. They get two and a half points, so I'll take plus two and a half for Penn State. Those are all the bowl games. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to the episode. I'll be back uh, right after – I'm sorry, right before the semifinal game. Sometime that week I will – be doing a podcast just talking about Michigan and Ohio State and their semifinal games. After I do a little bit more research, I'll have some more picks for you guys and uh, some more basketball stuff coming too. I've been really slacking on that, but I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to pick it up this month. Um, Towards the tail end of this month, I'm going to start talking basketball a lot more. Like I said, that's my favorite sport. So I should be talking about it more. I just haven't really had the time, guys, and I apologize for that. Uh, But thank you for listening. If you have been listening, go follow on Twitter at CasualBig10. Um, and, uh, like I said, thanks for listening. Good luck to your team. If your team is in a bowl game, good luck. And, uh, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks talking more football.